inevitable. You mean you have to use your hands? That's like a baby's toy. I'm totally Batman. Oh, man. Oh. Uh, uh. <laughs> Shh. Communing with your spirits. Welcome to California, bud. Kawabunga. The world of magic. And after that, I just sort of space out for about an hour. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Secondary Heroes mm. podcast. This week, we're talking about Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power. Yes, that's the TV show. <laughs> this is your host, Trevor, and joining me as usual is... Hey, guys, it's Prague. And we have a special guest joining us. This is Michelle. I was going to say I hey. have a special guest, but Trevor took the words <laughs> from me. <laughs> yeah, well, you've been on our show before, so you're a returning special I'm guest. A, yeah, I'm a recurring character, I think, at this point. There you go. Recurring character, billing. I like it. I don't get top billing quite yet. Maybe one day. Might be sooner rather than later. We'll see <laughs> what <laughs> happens around here. Um, yeah, so this show, um, we are on this because uh, I know Michelle and I are big Lord of the Rings fans. And yes, we are. We were probably eagerly anticipating this show. So I we're here to talk was. about it. I think since the time they announced it, I was eagerly awaiting what the Lord of the Rings show would be. And I think it, we can talk about more about and we will talk that about more. phase of it too later. <laughs> Yes, Trevor. So explain uh, to our audience what we do here. Yeah, that, that's things. pretty easy at this point. So again, we're going to start off with our spoiler-free reviews of the show. Is it worth your time? It's a big investment. These shows are not short little bits. They are, they are hefty episodes, and it takes a while to get through them. So is it worth that time? Because it's an investment in a lot of different resources both from amazon and from you the viewer to get through this show and so we're going to say go spoiler free and then we'll tell you we're transitioning over to the spoiler portion later in the show and that's when we're going to analyze and dissect this series all the different ways and i think you can't help but compare it to the lord of the rings that's already been on film in some comparison so we're going to do that too very well said all right. <laughs> um, well, who wants to go first for the spoiler-free portion? I'll go first. I never go first. Oh, no, look All at right. me. Uh, I'm going to say as somebody who loves Lord of the Rings very much and was very much looking forward to the series and asked Trevor every day if we could start it because I did not want to wait for it to be over like we did end up doing. I was underwhelmed. <laughs> <laughs> immensely underwhelmed. Um, Ooh, immensely. But I think... Uh, as I mentioned to Trevor earlier, after ruminating and having finished it for a little bit, that I think I was also thankful to get to visit that Laura and some of those characters in that world again. Mm -hmm. I just, uh, I'd say I will still watch season two. Okay. Well, that's fair, I think. Um, I guess since I'm the other big Lord of the Rings fan, I'll go next here and echo what you said. It was a disappointment. Um, I, I didn't hate it, but I wasn't it wasn't to the point where I was like, oh, my gosh, I have to know what happens next. It was like, oh, that's right. I still have the show to watch. I'll watch it like it's pretty to look at at times. Um, obviously, they spent a lot of money on this show and it shows in some places, not in others. We'll get to that later. Um, I will say that this, I, I, I'm the one question I kept asking myself is, do I like these better than the Hobbit movies? 
And that I'm not too sure about. I think I kind of <laughs> don't care for them equally. Like I just don't, I did not care much for the Hobbit movies, but I felt like I had more fun watching them. Like I said, I remember the feeling of like, ah, oh, it's goofy, fun, whatever entertainment. Whereas this, I felt like I was pretty bored and didn't care about any character in this show like, at all, except for maybe one or two uh, that I was okay with. Um, it just didn't entertain me as much. Um, there were moments and scenes that I actually do think are really well done. Um, but I don't think that makes the whole series that great. So I would say if you're a, a huge Lord of the Rings fan, at least check it out because you know it's, it is fun to at least see some of these locations on screen that we never got to see in the Lord of the Rings films because they don't exist anymore um, in that age. So that's kind of fun to see. Maybe some creatures and characters that don't exist and or maybe where they were beforehand. It, there's some intrigue there. Um, I don't think I would ever recommend this to someone who was just a casual Lord of the Rings fan. I think they would be bored. Um, I mean, if we were bored by it, I would think the casual fan would probably be, be very bored by it. So, uh, underwhelming series, not great. I will still probably check out season two because that's just how I am with these things. Um, but I'm not necessarily like chomping at the bit for it. So, if it doesn't come for another few years, fine. Yeah, I mean, as the person who isn't a big Lord of the Rings fan, does it? I mean casual fan if you've seen all of the movies like all six of the films i don't know if you're a casual fan but i'm still going no. into it where i don't really care about the map of middle earth i don't care about the names of all the different species and that that's totally fine but i feel like they put so much into set decoration costume design cinematography you can appreciate all of that the acting is relatively well the part they stumble and fall flat on their face is the actual stories. You'd think that would be the one part that Lord of the Rings could absolutely nail was the storytelling. And I feel like the storytelling just didn't make me care about any of the stories because there's like four different stories happening at once because mm -hmm. we have all the characters merged off and or separated and they finally merge at the end. And I just didn't care about any of the stories. It's like, oh, now we're transitioning to this. Now we're transitioning to that. And I just like, I don't care. I don't care about any of these ancestors to the hobbits or what Galadriel's been up to this whole time or how they actually formed the rings in the first place. I, I don't really care. And they were trying so hard to make me care with everything else but the actual story. They didn't develop any of the characters. It doesn't seem like the characters' motives and intentions would shape into what we get in the actual films i don't know like i know it's a long time period but they didn't leave us like oh that that lays the groundwork for that that totally makes it they right. never gave us any of that and to Prague's point it was just boring like mm -hmm. there's sequences like i've watched it and i'll pause it and i'm like god that, that feels like it's been a long time i'll tell <laughs> michelle and then we look at it it's been 20 minutes it feels like it's been two hours and somehow 20 yeah. minutes of the episode's only been watched i'm like oh my god there's still another 40 minutes to go <laughs> there's some nights where we would put it on and then like an hour in the middle we would just pause and look at our phones and talk about anything else Forget i was on the my show phone was on the tv would turn i'm never i'm never on my phone <laughs> So but I was on my sign. phone a lot. It's a good sign when you're watching something that you pick up your phone because you're so bored watching it that you yep. just have to do something else. Yeah, it was just it's a slog to get through every single episode. Like, again, worth your time is such a tough thing because it feels like time went mm -hmm. longer. It feels like you're in school and you're waiting for those final minutes to tick off 
for the teacher to let you out. And it's just those minutes are like the longest minutes on earth. And it's because I'm watching and it's like there's all these scenes. They just extend unnecessarily. There's just sequences of interactions yes. and dialogue. I, I had that note down. Walking. Yeah. It's like these don't need you just cut this. This episode's 45 minutes and it's a tighter script. Yeah. But this is the Rings of Power. It's now available for everyone to watch. And I was disappointed with no expectations or hopes going into it. I was still disappointed because <laughs> I felt like I'd rather be watching something else. All right. Well, let's go Mountain Doom on this show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we don't have Alex here today. So, um, so since Alex isn't here, if you do want to follow us on social media, you know all the social media platforms at this point. And if you don't, this isn't going to change that habit. So at Secondary Heroes, if you're a fan of social media on all the different platforms you can think of, and we'll tell you about new episodes, what's trending in pop culture, and hopefully interact with you and you tell us what you thought about Lord of the Rings Ring of Power. You can also leave us a voicemail and go to crossthestreamsmedia.com and find all of our past history as well as on iTunes, Spotify, anywhere you listen to podcasts. Leave us a review. It helps. And remember, all of this is free to you and it's priceless to Heck yeah. Well said. Cool. So that means it's spoiler time. Again, if you've not seen the show, there actually are some are big they- things that happen. So this will yeah. be spoilers if you don't have any idea about what they were going to actually proceed with at this uh. story. It's hard to yeah. believe there's spoilers <laughs> for something that's a, technically a prequel. Like, it's like uh, House of the Dragon. It's like, is it really a spoiler? Because technically the whole history exists by the time you get to Game of Thrones. And technically, I guess if you're a Lord of the Rings fan, you kind of know most of the stuff that, sh- well, should happen in certain ways and do not, does not. So I guess that's where they kind of <laughs> change things around. I guess mm-hmm. they kind of wanted to keep people on their toes still. Um, like, yeah, let's, let's like, rewrite like, history. Like, it. So I'm just going to jump. I guess we don't have to beat around the bush. Right now. They let's changed. Go. They changed how the rings are made. Yep. The very the, core concept. The very of the core concept story. of Lord of the Rings. <laughs> they changed like the entire foundation of the entire series for, I guess, shock value. And they waited to the last second too. So I, yeah. I did not understand that. It's like, I guess they could in season two be like, well, actually, you saw them forge the three elven rings. But before that, while Hildebrand, who is shock, surprise, later revealed to actually be Sauron. um, Yeah, that was a big eye roll when that happened. I was like, I wasn't expecting it, but they could have just done it the way it was supposed to be done. Right. And not this weird. Never mind. Well, well, I guess because they wanted you to build a relationship with him and care about him and be like, oh, my God, I feel betrayed like Galadriel feels betrayed or is supposed to feel betrayed. That's Um, my guess, too. I think that's what they were trying for. And it did not work. Yeah. But so I guess they could pull off in season two that in that whole time they made the other um, 16 rings because technically those ones are forged first. And then he takes those ones with him when he leaves. Or, well, technically he's supposed to come back and attack and steal them. But I'm guessing they're not going to do all that. Um, and then the elves forge their rings separately, unbeknownst to him. So, they, I guess, did that part. But considering it's called Rings of Power, they're like, so we're going to show the three elven rings and just forget the other ones <laughs> when they get forged. Somehow Sauron has to have a hand in forging them, but they already know not to trust. Uh, the human form he currently weird. possesses. 
yeah, I don't. I guess they wanted that big twist at the end of the first season, but it seemed very premature to me. I, I think, they, yeah, I think they should have saved that for the end. Like, have him make the rings with them. <laughs> they had no idea the whole time. They could have built that out for a couple seasons, I think. Yeah, they so, didn't. So here we are with that yeah. weird ending. He's supposed happened. to have like a fair form that fools the elves, and that's how he tricks the elven smiths into making the rings in the first place. They were on that. That didn't happen. Way. Yeah, they were on that <laughs> pathway. He was there helping, and then they're like, "No, nah, we're not gonna, we're not gonna keep this going." Nope. We found some scrolls. What is this about? Oh, <laughs> hmm. you lied about Look who, who it you is. are, which means you're sour. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I did not care for that reveal or that moment where they're like yelling at each other on the boat. It just it was silly to me. Yeah, it, a little too mo- little too romance novel e for me. Yeah, it did uh, add. Yeah. It made me think of that scene in Fellowship where Galadriel's presented with the ring and she has her whole oh, yeah. like the over dramatic. Yeah, um, and it's like maybe she's just reminiscing because she could have had all that. <laughs> That's but my that guess too. But yeah, I had that that thought. It paints that in a whole separate light. But when we were done with Rings of Power, I went and I was like, I haven't read the Cimmerillion. I haven't read a lot of like the offshoot novels. And so I went and I just read histories from Lord of the Rings. And I'm like, well, that's wrong. Mm-hmm. They didn't do that. This never yeah. happens. I thought they'd just written Celeborn right out of the show. <laughs> I was like, isn't she married? Are they just never going to? And she's like offhanded comment in like the last episode that her husband yeah. is dead. So Strange. I don't know. Um. <laughs> Well, to to before we get too far into this, um, the showrunners are brand new, and I don't understand why Lord why Amazon decided to give them this show. They're like, hey, these people that have never been showrunners before, that have almost no writing credits to their name, anything, any experience, <laughs> they would give. I mean, they they hired some you know decent directors who have done a lot of stuff, but that's about it. Like they're the show, showrunners themselves have never done anything before. And like, here's billions of dollars, go like. What a concept. That, that was a brave, shows. bold, strange move that did not work. Now, say, if, say, for example, this was their own narrative. There wasn't Lord of the Rings and they came up with it like they I would think that they at least got the look right for a first time ever doing a big budget show. Like they got the big budget looking stuff right. Like to Trevor's point, everything looks looks great, right? They, they knew how to get the sets built properly and the cinematography, all that stuff. It looks top notch. So if they had done their own show and wrote their own story or something, but like give them to give them like probably one of the biggest IPs like in all of fantasy or fiction in general to people who have never done anything before. Well, it showed. Hmm. Definitely. So there's that. Um, well, let's go over some, maybe some positive things. Was there anything so, that you okay. did like? <laughs> let's, um. let's start there. <laughs> Okay, this is going to, you want to talk, so I've been talking a lot. (laughs) Yeah, no, I would say the biggest highlight for me, like I said at the start, there's four main storylines. And I feel like Mm -hmm. the one with Elrond and Durin, where they're actually in the Dwarven Kingdom, felt the most like Lord of the Rings. The other three didn't feel like Lord of the Rings at all. Every time they transitioned back to that storyline, I felt like I was in Lord of the Rings. And then they'd go somewhere else and it would lose that. And so that's definitely Mm -hmm. the highlight. Their relationship, their interaction just all of the different ideas of dwarves 
it, that was the best part. Well, I think what the, the what made that story so great is that it, it's what makes J.R.R. Tolkien's writing so great is that he deals with these characters that care about each other and what they go through because you know what he went through in the war and the war buddies that he made like that translates to the characters in his books and we don't see that with these other characters we only see them with those two so in that respect it shines right um and this, those two actors are great too they work really well together they had great mm -hmm. chemistry a lot of other people did not in my opinion have great chemistry on screen no. together um especially uh, was it erendir and that woman mother Bronwyn. that worked in the yeah, Bronwyn, who uh, had absolutely zero <laughs> chemistry in my opinion <laughs> Uh, which is tough too, you know, he's an elf. I mean, how much emotion can you show as an elf? But still, it just kind of felt like they're just kind of shoehorned in there. So, uh, but yeah, I, mean, I, I like that too. Though. I, I liked you, what you said, like the, those scenes. They're just fun. I mean, the, the, uh, the dwarves are amazing. They're just, they're fun. It also, I felt, serves Lord of the Rings fans too, because it's Casa Doom. Like we see Casa Doom in ruins. Right. In Fellowship. And now you see it in its glory. Through. Yeah, yes. and it's, it was just cool. Like, when we went there, I'm like, this is Casa Doom. I'm like, this is where they fight the Balrog. I was like, you can see it in the architecture. Like, the, the bridge mm -hmm. that Gandalf dies, that dies on is probably somewhere here. And, like, every time they, like, put in those little nuggets throughout the show, it made me excited. Like, when they bring in Elendil and Isildur and the Numenorians, and I'm like, this is right. Gandalf's, or sorry, this is Aragorn's lineage. Um, this is where Gondor comes from. And you can yep. see it in the architecture, like the white, it's the white city, but it's a Numenor. And yep. I'm like, I get excited just talking about it because those are the parts for me that made it exciting to watch. And I know people are like, well, that's just fan service. And I'm like, well, yes, it was. And I liked it. <laughs> uh, you know, I will, I'll, I'll agree. That's kind of what I enjoyed about the series the most was that I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed seeing that city and I, I knew what was going to come, mm -hmm. um, but it was still exciting to see all that and to see where all that came from the history, the lore of those characters was exciting for me. Um, it did fall flat a few times, but I, I yeah. think overall I got the most excited when I got to see those moments. And then uh, I felt like some of the music in those scenes were better than the rest of the series. Mm -hmm. Because the rest called. of the series kind of fell flat. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think cause Trevor even noticed it a few times, it calls to the original music, mm -hmm. which is so excellent. And you just, I can't <laughs> even think of any of the music from that show. Like at all, not at all. I mean, that, that was a big character. Like, that was a character in the movies, was mm -hmm. the music. And very rarely do you have that in too many films. I mean, you have some great, you know, scores, but I think only John Williams is the only other person I can think of that really jumps out. Uh, maybe Danny Elfman, who their music isn't just to help the story along. Like, it's its own character. And you remember those scenes because of the music, too. You know, you think of when, you, when I think of the Shire, I start humming that, that, sound, that mm -hmm. song. That's just how I do it. And I don't do that with, with Rings of Power. Which is interesting. That. Wasn't it the same composer, Howard Shore? No, Howard Shore only did the uh, the main title. He didn't do the, oh, I the rest see. of the series. Okay. I know. I was like, I know. I saw his name yeah. in the credits, which is probably why the yeah. main title. Like, I can't think of it off the top of my head because we skipped it most of the time because it was very yeah. long <laughs> and very and not, bad. It wasn't great. It's definitely not the best intro out there. Uh, no, I look cheap, unfortunately. It looked like, uh, I think I mentioned this to Trevor when we first started talking about the show, that it felt like a Days of, the Lo Days of Our Lives title opening. It had that like really cheap CGI title. I don't know. It was silly. I didn't like it at all. It was just weird they went with sand. It was just so Yeah, weird. I don't get what that means. Like, what yeah, was, like, like, maybe they're chiseling away at stuff, like, in the mines, maybe? I don't know. <laughs> my guess or maybe it's the ash of mount doom who knows didn't make sense to me 
so um kind of in the vein of what we were talking about yeah uh so my favorite thing about the show is kind of the setup they did for the next season one of Mm -hmm. my favorite things in the original lord of the rings trilogy is taking characters and putting them in environments that are unfamiliar to them um you send frodo off on his journey when you have uh like just everything putting legolas with gimli as unlikely companions all that stuff that builds the those storylines and i feel like they kind of set that up for season two where you have um we have durin who's been cast out like he's yep. no longer the heir to Khazad-dûm, but he still wants to help the elven people with the mithril um then you have the stranger who uh, is definitely Gandalf and he's paired up with a hobbit because he's always had something for the small folk and they're about to go on a journey together. And she is leaving everything she's ever known just the way Frodo did. And I'm like, these are the stories I I want. Um, And then we have Isildur who's missing, but is definitely alive because he plays a very big role later. (laughs) I hated that. that. Why would you, why they make him go missing? I have no idea. I was like, so we know he lives here. He has the oh, kill no. Sauron. <laughs> like this is kind. Of, he's kind of a big deal in this in this yeah. series. Um, writing. Yeah, but it like so it makes me intrigued. I'm like, are we going to get to see like the founding of Gondor? Are we like we're probably not going to get to see the founding mm-hmm. of the Shire because I looked it up and it happens like way later <laughs> than yeah. when this series does. Uh, Unless they do a time jump, they might. You never know. They if, could. Like, season three That's or true. four. Or something. Um, you know, Gladio and Elrond will just be the same. Those subjects. Yeah, everybody else. Pretty uh, much. And also, recast. now that Gandalf's not like a bumbling, unintelligible, like, ho- like, oh, vagabond. Like, I'm like, <laughs> what? I'm like, it's like, he's a lot, and he's he's Gandalf again. Like the way he speaks, I'm like, okay, this is what I was missing. It's like, yeah, you need that eloquence that he was just lacking. Um, and honestly, if Galadriel just stops being the show, I'd be totally happy about it. I think she was my least favorite character. I'm sorry. I'm going to say it. Oh, my God. She's not not Galadriel. I don't know what what they were going for. I don't know if they're like, oh, over the next, like, two and a half thousand years, she, like, mellows out and stuff. I'm like, she's just she's just not, though. She doesn't have that mysticism to her. She's not, like, mysterious and wise and just everything we know Galadriel to be. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. When I when I first saw her on screen, I'm like, this is really uh, off note. I, I didn't mm-hmm. know what to how to put it, but I'm like, this is not Galadriel. And I didn't have a problem with the actress or the character no. necessarily. It just didn't feel like Galadriel. Like if it this were a different show altogether, fine. Yeah, but it, but she really should have been a different actress. And that's not an a, offense to her either. Yeah, if you've been, a, she'd been portraying a different character. That's what. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. A different elf it's, altogether. Sure. But she's not Galadriel. She's just not. No. Nope. Uh, Especially when you're doing casting, you have tape. Like, literally, it's like, look, this is how we want you to act. Yep. Acting Kate notes is still just alive. watch this. <laughs> <laughs> right there. You just talk to her. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, the one thing I will say is I did like the way she looked in, like, battle armor and stuff. Like, I think mm-hmm. the actress really looked good in that. But what's your point? Like, if she were a different elf character... That was maybe a general of some kind. Perfect. She'd be great. Um, it just didn't feel like Galadriel to me. No, she was a great elf. Yeah. But she just yeah, wasn't great elf. Galadriel. Sure. Yeah. They also, they, they changed the way her ring looks. Did you notice that? Mm-hmm. Nenya looks different. And I'm Unless like. Unless it changes over time for some reason. But yeah, they, I, they made it look different. I was like, 
it, it makes me think like uh, like everyone's going to compare it to Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings. Okay, it was there first. It's a beloved trilogy. People love it. Like yeah. I watch the extended editions regularly. I've watched the commentary. Like I love it. And Trevor won't watch them with me <laughs> because they're too long. Yeah. Um. And so you can't help but draw those comparisons. And it's like it almost feels like it's not supposed to be part of the same series. At times, yeah, but I know that they were trying to emulate the series. Yeah, obviously, because but then, like yeah, the, then at times it doesn't. Like the the color palettes are really good. Like they obviously shot in New Zealand, so the the scenery works really well. It just um, it definitely felt more part of Lord of the Rings than The Hobbit. Just even yeah. in just color palette, I agree. Like I don't know why when they made The Hobbit, they're like let's just turn that saturation like way up. <laughs> He also changed but, the frame rate, which kind of made things kooky. Uh, was just, Didn't care for that. He liked the Hobbit <laughs> series. I did. Some I people had to. That's your brother-in-law. Oh, that's my brother-in-law. My bad. Wow. <laughs> I, know, I know people that do enjoy it. I mean, it was, yeah. as I said, I didn't hate it. It was just kind of forgettable. I was like, did I watch that one? What about the second one? Did I watch that one? I know. Yeah, I, I, never I, watched, I never watched Five Armies. I was just like, I didn't enjoy it. No, I definitely watched enough. that. Yeah. So I know I need to at some point. I, I think the, the five, five armies, armies is, is the best. It is because it's, video the games. it's nothing but action. Yeah. But by best, I mean, it's, it's fine. <laughs> it's not great. It, it's, it's the best of the worst. You I know? mean, I like right. the smog dialogue with. Yeah. Well, Bilbo. smog's a cool character. Bilbo and smog freaking have really dragon. good dialogue <laughs> sequences. Dragons are always fun. Sure. Yeah. It's just everything outside of that. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. This is totally off base, but just made me think. I like how they alluded to the fact that. Uh, King Durin throws a leaf through a hole, and that's what wakes up the Balrog. Yeah, it's the leaf, and then it just sits down there for the next three thousand years, waiting for. Ah, oh, I'm show awake. Up. <laughs> I was like, just gonna I stand thought, here and look at you guys the whole time down here. Like, I thought the dwarves of Moria woke the Balrog because they actually mined the Mithril. You would think that, right? You would think that. That's literally what Gandalf says in Fellowship. <laughs> No, it's a leaf. It's a leaf. <laughs> He's like, ah, you disturbed my home. He's like, leave me alone. <laughs> Sorry, I had to do it. Yeah, that's cool. It's, it, yeah. It, that was it, definitely it, a fan service moment where they just didn't, just, they did not go back to the source material. Like, would it be really cool if the Balrog shows up right here as, it, like, as like a final tease of this episode? The thing is, so I thought they were, I was like, oh, so he's going to attack them. No, it was just to just show that he was there. But they tell the whole tale of how the Mithril came to be. I thought that part was really cool. I'm like, oh, this is really interesting. Mm -hmm. Like, I never thought that's what what Mithril was created from. It's a great story. It's it's a good story. And it shows like the the whole uh, why the Balrog exists and why it's in that mountain. That's all I needed. I didn't need anything more than that. But they're like, no, on the nose. (laughs) (laughs) Just in case you guys forgot, there's a Balrog here. Hmm. Yeah. Anyways, what about you, Trevor? Is there anything else you like? <laughs> so maybe I'll, I'll try to figure out a few things here. What do you, you think? I mean, when they were, when the elves were slaves and prisoners of the orcs and mm-hmm. they're trying to figure out how to break out, when they actually yep. do break out, it's a really good sequence. There's it's a good action scene. Sure. It's just really good action sequences. There's a nice axe toss in there. And then also the very first episode they're doing kind of a backstory of what's happened since the beginning of time up until where our story begins. And they show this eagle 
and he gets killed in the fight and it's so sad because he's one of the he's one of the eagles and yeah. he's just swooping down he gets taken out in slow motion and there's all kinds of fire and flame around the eagles man. that was a good that was a well shot scene j.a bayona yeah. did a great job filming that that episode i think he did the first two and those were the best looking i think um the battle scenes were good too i think that that episode was pretty good in terms of filming um and then yeah. i think oh, the I like biggest thing like i don't know if it's a spoiler but the southlands becoming mount doom i mm-hmm. mean i didn't like so it's tough there's three stupid things like three of the stupidest things i've seen in any show ever where a monumental thing happens and they don't show any precedent to that. But that, that we'll talk about that later. In okay. terms of it actually becoming Mount Doom, that was pretty cool. Yeah, it was a great visual mm-hmm. scene. That and the scene, the episode after too, where they're walking through, you know, the red, all yeah. the ash was cool. It's a cool look. I don't know how they did that, but that was fantastic. Hopefully they didn't have to breathe in all that crap. Um, hopefully it was a lot of CG and fog machines. <laughs> I was going to say the battle that the Southlanders put up when they're in their village and waiting, and it's like, it ends up being they're fighting their own people. They're just dressed up like wolves. Yeah, that was a good little moment, right? That was. I think it dragged on a little too long. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt like that, I could, that could be said for a lot of the battles, but most of the fighting I feel like I watched in the show was even when they fought. Well, actually, I kind of liked that when they fought the, um, the troll in the first episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. It was very quick. You saw the, the elves be case, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. Which is how elves should be in battle. But yeah, uh, so the the battle, the Southlanders like drawing them in and like setting up all those traps and everything. And then it ends up that they the orcs anticipated it. Yeah, good little twist. Remind me like like a Walking Dead type episode where you have like the Skinwalkers or something. You're not expecting it, so kind of a fun twist there. I did um, as much as I enjoyed like the fight choreography. I thought it was well done, well lit, um, well shot. I feel like it was very predictable fighting. Like I didn't feel like I was surprised by mm-hmm. anything. Like I kept thinking, like, "Oh, you're drawing out attention from a moment that I know how it's going to play out." Yeah, and That's I hate the when they do that. Show. I hate that drawing yeah, out attention like, where you know what's going to happen because. But we know, like, right? There's no point. <laughs> we just watched House of the Dragon, and we know what's going to happen. Anyone who has a basic understanding of the history of Game of Thrones, we know what's going to happen. But they still build the tension in the little things. I don't know if it's because mm-hmm. of the time jumps. I don't know if it's because it's written better. But this show is like, we're building tension, but every single resolution, you know. And so you can't build tension that way. Instead, you're just mm-hmm. slowly going through the story. That, that's yep. what the biggest failure is, is there was nothing that, that didn't seem like there was any stakes for any of the mm-hmm. characters involved. No, because there's so many scenes of like somebody being held by an orc ready to be killed slowly. And like someone's going to shoot an arrow on this orc's head or, or, or a knife or something. And sure enough, and it, it, that happens. And it happens like 10 times out of episodes. <laughs> this person's not going to die, obviously. <laughs> and then the mother like dies like 12 times and comes back to life. Yeah. So that was fun. Whatever. Um, I was kind of hoping that kid would turn evil. That would have been rad. I was so yeah. excited for that. I'm like, oh, he found the, the knife and he's going to like murder his family or something. And like, it didn't happen. I'm like, whatever. He's a good guy. Fine. It should have been him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it would have been like, fantastic. That would have been, been so tragic. It would have been amazing. It would have been so J.R. Tolkien to do. Yeah. And like, no, no, he's a good kid. And it would have okay. made sense because I know that was Trevor's big point yep. is the sword. I mean, if we want to talk about those three points, I'll, I'll start with the there first one. Yeah, yeah. The first one is that the biggest monumental thing happens is the creation of Mount Doom. And to do right. so, they need the hilt of Soren's sword to go in 
and open up this big damn thing so the water goes into the big damn thing, thing. and activates <laughs> the volcano and everything. But right. we never actually see it taken. This big deal thing. All we see is that Elf has it. He has it wrapped up in a thing. It was a he gives it to the kid. The kid opens it and it's an axe. And at some point when that was completely off screen, even though it's a pivotal moment in the show, it's not shown to us. It, it's the weirdest mm-hmm. thing to have a pivotal moment not depicted on screen. If it's part of your story, if it's not part of your story, that's fine. Or if like this leads to something you've seen before, but literally right. our story is based on this happening and we're not going to show it happen. It's just stupid. Yep. I agree. I did not care for that, that reveal either. I watched, I actually watched the episode twice. Um, uh, so just because I wanted to nitpick it? it. No, I just wanted to nitpick it. I was oh. like, something's <laughs> off about this, and I don't know what it is, and I think you nailed it. Like, the fact that they didn't show it. Like, I just thought it was an editing issue, but I think it's just the fact that they never filmed that scene at all, like being given to that guy. You know, somebody stealing it from somebody and switching it out. Like, mm-hmm. I think, yeah, I think that would have solved that issue. It was paced. If you're telling a story, and... Just show us what to lead to that story. Like there's mm-hmm. the the failures of showing too much prequel story kind of thing. Like I now pronounce you Darth Vader for no reason, or oh now <laughs> right. here you're running this stupid Kessel Run and twelve parsecs. Yeah, we we don't right. need to see certain things like that. But in a self-contained show, you need to show things. Yeah, <laughs> if that happens really like, in the story. <laughs> So I can really see if maybe they wanted to like keep it a surprise, like when they unwrap it and have it be the axe. But then they should do like right. a callback as they show the old guy headed yes. to deposit. They the could hilt. do like an Ocean's Eleven thing where they show back the how thing. oh this is right. how it all actually ended because up. Because it most likely happened when the Numenorians came down on the village um, and started attacking them. The elf probably handed it to that guy and then made off with a duplicate, and they never thought to check it when they got it from right. Him. Yeah. Because you, when when they uh, go when he uh, and he drops it out in the woods, they never open it. You never see them open it, so they never check to see if it's the real thing. Which you know they You're should have, yeah. <laughs> but kind of important. You, they just kind of assume that's what they were. Well, in fairness to Gladriel and uh, Hallbrand, I can't help. Hallbrand. 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 They didn't know what they were after. Uh, Aaron Deer is just like. You can't get away with it. And they're like, cool, we'll it. get it. <laughs> All right. We'll get it. Whatever it is. He has an item. Don't let him get away. And yeah. Yeah. So that's the, that's the most likely time that it happened. Cause the rest of the time they have the item. So when you're telling a story mm-hmm. and something pivotal happens, this isn't an area where you let the audience kind of try. No, to figure it's not. It out. <laughs> I'm just saying it's not like an am- ambiguous ending. Like now the audience can discuss that. That's not this type of sequence <laughs> in the middle of the series. They can discuss in the middle of it right now. Oh, How do you guys have This is where it could have happened. Yes. Yeah. Also an Eagle could have come and grabbed it. Mm. Always the Eagles <laughs> in Lord of the Rings. It's the Eagles. Always. Deus Ex Machina. Fly, you fools. <laughs> But yeah, so that one is episode, I don't, I don't remember. But the next one is Fine. Gandalf all of a sudden learns how to speak just by getting tossed into a wall. Like, why did he not know how to speak? And why did getting tossed into the wall activate his speech ability? Was there something that hampering him? Did his memories get shaken loose? Would it be cool for them to show us a character that a lot of people like and identify with Lord of the Rings? Have him develop this kind of personality nah 
boom, he hit the wall. Look, oh! <laughs> Suddenly, I remember everything, yes. Yeah, it would have been fun if they had at least given him his personality a few episodes before the finale as well, instead of it being this big twist at the end when he says the line they go oh i, I was right the whole time oh, it was gandalf <laughs> all right they're trying to <laughs> keep like... that i guess i saw something because i did some research after the show that the whole point of the show was who is sauron because i guess that I was who, what you were supposed to be guessing is which the character you thought sauron was out of like yeah. all the characters and i'm like i don't think any of these people are sauron <laughs> yeah the whole time i was kind of like i don't think anybody is here and I think that being Halbrand, like, mm. yeah, well, that's one of the issues I have with the show. I'm like, there's no actual like villain, like, there's right. just like the idea yeah. of a villain, but there's no antagonist driving any of these stories. No, mm. I mean, that's kind of the problem with the Silmarillion. I mean, it's more of a textbook than anything. Yeah, it's not it, meant it's, to be a narrative. It's not a story. It's no, just so it's they lore. had to build a story, and they didn't build a story for us. They didn't build a story because they could have done no. anything. It, mm-hmm. it would be like, hey, we're gonna take the marvel universe but we're going to create a brand new planet it's a different universe and we can start from scratch and do whatever we want or we're going to go to star wars and we're going to go a thousand years before all of the skywalker stuff and there's just a general idea of what happened but guess what you can tell us what happened yes you could i don't know it could have been maybe more interesting to see Halbrand, I guess, you know, be with the the elves and the dwarves building the rings. And that could have been the show instead. With the events happening around them, maybe, you know. Just a a thought. That kind of brings me back to like the hype phase of the show. When they first announced there was going to be a Lord of the Rings show, there was no premise for it. Nobody knew what it was going to be about. But I remember that there were rumors that it was going to be um, an anthology series where every season was going to focus on a different Lord of the Rings character. And that the first Mm. one would be about Aragorn. And I was like, oh, my mm. God, like just going about like Aragorn's whole upbringing, like would have been fun. And his, right? Yeah. Him and his mom escaping him being raised by elves, him becoming a ranger and going on those adventures because those yep. stories don't exist. There's like a loose outline of how they happen. And I love Aragorn. He's like one of my favorite characters from the original series. And so sure. I was like super excited for this. I was like, oh, my God. And then they're like, oh, it's going to be the Rings of Power. And I'm like, I guess that's cool, too. <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> it's that's like yeah fine. <laughs> thanks for thanks for giving me more uh but this okay but i feel like it would be it would have been uh, so fun to just pick characters like they could have done a whole season just about gandalf and him coming to middle earth and building stories around him and instead they tried to replicate what they did in lord of the rings of having all those different species and all those different storylines happening simultaneously but um they never like the funny thing is th- there were f- four storylines mm. three of them kind of joined and then there's gandalf and the hobbit right there's <laughs> a story thing that never crosses it never, they, it never yeah. crosses anyone i was like no. that's very weird especially yeah. because the idea that he comes in kind of an, as an asteroid to help middle earth when it's in a time of crisis should be mm-hmm. connected somewhere somehow rather right. than completely isolated story and I, I guess it was weird. Season two, but what they could have also done though is different timelines. Like I told Michelle, it would be cool if the story where Mount Doom is created is actually a different timeline, and then you mm. know the Gandalf story is a different time. Like they're different timelines, and so that way they can happen at the same time to the okay. viewer. But then you find out that Middle Earth is actually having to like this is what, and then Gandalf or whatever stumbles upon, and he's 
just references, oh, there was this Battle of the Southlands or whatever, and it's like, oh, that's oh, how it we connects. were watching a different timeline the whole time. That would have been cool. And then they throw that out of the water because when they come upon their like little hobbit camp, they're like, oh no, it's been destroyed by fire asteroids yes. from the volcano. There you go. <laughs> fire asteroids. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> and then the the one yeah. leader hobbit's like oh yeah this happens quite regularly <laughs> i was like all what? The time. what huh um all right so one thing just because i i will forget this and i don't want to speaking of the the hobbitlings nori and her band of mm-hmm. uh small people um i don't know if you noticed this but um i'm very keen on like how things are filmed and it felt like those scenes were filmed differently almost like a whole entire different film crew and they probably, it probably was but it felt like like a whole different show when i went to them like everything okay. else was filmed in a certain style and you go to this and it felt very like early 90s tv movie of the week kind of feel to it um i don't know how else to describe it like I don't know, almost like like episodes of Firefly or that that kind of nature. Well, they they go out into the woods and they blow a little bit of smoke on the ground and suddenly you're on a new planet and it just it felt very hokey. I did not care for those scenes at all. I enjoyed Nori as a character. I thought she was fun, but as far as those scenes were, I I did not care for that. Every time they went to them, I'm like, oh, here we go again. These guys I like Poppy more than Nori, personally. And I Yeah, really I think she was great I... too. I really found that last episode when she runs up. I'm like, this is going to be like Frodo and Sam. And Poppy's like, I'm coming with yeah, you. Yeah, I'm coming like, with you. Later, bye. And I'm like, oh, okay. All right. So much for yeah, that was Hobbit strange. friendship. Uh, I know. But I, that was a missed I opportunity. Mean, it really was. I think it would have, because they, like, those, Poppy and Nori, they, I think they had good chemistry as, like, friends. And right. now we don't have that. And now we just have to rely on Nori and Gandalf. And I feel like that's just it. It doesn't have that same charm that like Frodo mm-hmm. and Gandalf did. Uh, so True. I'm not, I'm like, yay Gandalf, but I don't love <laughs> that Nori is his only Hobbit companion. Yeah. As they go off to Rune. Um, but I mean, Gandalf, like you told me, is going to walk the lands for a thousand that's years true. or whatever. That's, that's how so he Nori's going to die really soon. Yep. And then what's he going to do? He'll pick up new companions. <laughs> He's friends with everybody. True, he is. The, we'll el- the elves call him a Lendio. Then maybe they should make a Gandalf show where he just befriends little people. That would be again. great. <laughs> also, Gandalf when do hobbits? When do hobbits start smoking? <laughs> because I feel, I feel like that's such a big part of their character. Yeah, they weren't smoking <laughs> they yet, so that's going to happen eventually. <laughs> but I mean, I also yeah, like I said, I looked up like when they find like I guess there's like three yeah, once breeds, they settle, right? Three breeds of hobbit, and like yeah. two of them like cross and they end up becoming the hobbits of the shire and stuff and the other hobbits are like what smeagol is um yeah so like yeah, i said this show down, definitely had me go into all of my lord of the rings lore and like read up on it and i'm like maybe i'll read the Cimmerian now it, de- it definitely re-heightened my interest in lord of the rings but in a way where i'm like i want to read how things actually happened and not the way the yes. show portrayed them it's like more wanting to it's more find out what george r. r martin actually has his final book say yep. rather than rather than the show the show yeah yes it inspires you to know the actual endings mm-hmm. oops um but i definitely yeah. see your point about it definitely felt like every time that the hobbit scene came on or the harfoots it felt different from the rest of the show yeah um it reminded me, like, when I watch the movies, there's always that one storyline that I pay less attention to because I just don't, I'm not as involved, like, 
I sure. don't care about it as much as the other ones. Of I, mean, I wonder if you just need a different crew because they have to shoot that size difference thing. I mean, maybe. Well, that's true. Yeah. I don't there's know. just some people who are better at shooting that, and maybe they're not better at shooting action sequences. So you need a different. Oh, you're right. Entirely different. That is true. Eye of the camera, and so other yeah. things play out. Yeah. I don't know. I just didn't care for it. It didn't feel like Lord of the Rings to me. Oh, that's fine. I mean, I guess it is technically a TV, a TV movie type deal, right? It's on, it's on TV. And each each episode is the length of a, a movie, so. It was very long, um, and I like I usually like long movies, but man, when nothing happens for an hour and a half, uh, yeah, it's um, such an interesting contrast too. Because again, House of the Dragon decides to do these time jumps where oh, now we're ten years ahead all of a sudden, and mm-hmm. this show is like we're gonna go thousands of years in the past but we're going to look at it every single in a day microscope in this yeah like one little period of time that happens it's it's why? such a weird decision to make mm-hmm. i agree it would have been so really much cool time to potentially jump they could jump around all the time each episode could have been an anthology by itself here's a thousand years ago here's 800 years ago oh here's only 200 years ago and they could do whatever they want in different parts of middle earth i want to mm. see the story about gladriel's daughter marrying elrond <laughs> I want to see when Galadriel <laughs> stops being so hardcore. <laughs> finally gets her to stop hunting Sauron. I want to see how she, I guess, <sighs> develops her ability to read people's minds, even though I was pretty sure she was born with that ability. <laughs> right? Kind of weird. But speaking of Sauron and Galadriel, so my third yeah. part is, how come Sauron didn't kill her? Like, how come he just leaves her in the river? And how come how we don't come? see how come all a resolution things, right? of that sequence since it's such a pivotal connection between them and the entire future of Middle Earth? No idea. Yeah, it's a great question. Doesn't make any sense I, to me at all. I also like how Gladriel just doesn't tell them. Like she doesn't yeah. tell the elves or anybody else. Hey, by the way, that was Sauron. My bad. <laughs> just like, I'm going to keep that but secret. But that was him. And also, I've been hunting him, and I'm telling everyone that he's back, and he's around, and we didn't officially kill him, and everyone's like, nah, nah, we're gonna send you on a boat away to the promised land or whatever. And so she finally has her proof, and she's like, nah. Well, (laughs) it's funny, because what Gilgalad says in the first episode is, we have foreseen that if Galadriel keeps hunting this evil, she will be the vessel for its return. And she is. Yeah. There you go. Otherwise, he would have just stayed in Numenor and probably eventually destroyed Numenor and then come to Middle Earth, anyways. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. He would have found a way. Doesn't yeah, make any sense. He's um, he always finds a way. Uh, I just didn't care for the actor that played him. Um, I don't know. Didn't do much for me as an actor. I went. Well, I knew he was going to be somebody. I'm like, okay, this guy is a stranger as well. We don't know who he is, so that means he's somebody important. And I just didn't care. The whole series, I didn't care who, who he was going to be. And when they revealed him as Sauron, I just was like, okay, sure. I just didn't care. I wasn't angry or sad, mad, anything. <laughs> I was like, okay, fine. <laughs> Don't care. It's <laughs> Whatever. It's funny, too, because so when we finished it, uh, Trevor queued up Fellowship of the Rain. We watched the opening sequence where Galadriel narrates. Which is the, amazing, right? Yeah. yeah. That, whole, that whole, like, original War of the Ring and, or the last, whatever, I can't remember what it's called. Um, Sauron is huge. <laughs> yeah. He's so large. I'm like, 
What? Is that just all armor? Like what happened, right? Like, <laughs> we don't know. It. Doesn't make any sense to me. I will I mean, say the, 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 the opening to that movie is better than the entirety of the series. It's a good opening. Well, so. just that opening yeah. also emphasizes that Isildur is the one who cuts off his fingers and cuts off the ring. Mm-hmm. Correct. And we know that the race of man doesn't live as long as elves. And so Sauron is here right now. He's just made it to Mount Doom for the first time. And within a sealed door's lifetime, we're in in fellowship. He looks like he's maybe 40 and say on the show, he's like 20. So in the next 20 years, Sauron's going to rise to power and then get defeated. That doesn't make any sense, does it? (laughs) Numenorians do live longer than normal humans. It's like a whole thing like Aragorn. Not that longer, uh, but yes. Not that longer, that's true. Not 2,000 or 1,000 years longer. Right. So it might be like 60 to 80 years, but it's still very short in comparison. Like the timelines don't feel like, a lot of things happening don't feel like they match up. Like I feel like Mordor should have already existed at this point when the rings are forged. Um, Because like the whole battle happening and the forging the rings, I think those do happen in a relatively close time span. Um, But... That's what I thought the dude needed, the fire that was so hot, and that's why they needed Mordor created, whatever his name is, the ring creator guy. Yeah, yes. Celebrimbor? Yeah, I thought, yes. and the first ep- or second episode, he mentions, like, oh, we just don't have hot enough fire. And I was like, oh, they're going to have to go to Mordor, and that's what's going to do it. But, yes, I mean, maybe that's how Sauron goes and builds his, but well, yeah. it goes against the elven rings. They figured out another way, and it... It just was a weird reason to create, like, there's no reason to create Mordor within the scope of the show. It doesn't really have any impact on the show. No, nope, it was a strange point to do it when they did it. Yeah. Agreed. That's, again, that should have happened, like, as a time jump kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Where if they that, wanted that's to why show that, that could have been way in the past. It should have been way in the past. And then Galadriel's like, nah, I'm going to ride my horse through all these different timelines just to show that they're happening all at the same time. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of slow motion horse riding in this show. That was weird, right? That was weird. <laughs> I don't understand that. I don't watch regular Lord. <laughs> I feel sad. I don't watch the originals. Why? <laughs> Trevor um, doesn't want to. They're too long. Yeah, they are. <laughs> Not long enough. I I'm say. Lord of the Rings out. <laughs> Never. I just watched wow. nine episodes that were an hour and a half each. Okay. <laughs> and so when you can sit through one, that's four hours. <laughs> We yeah, can exactly. pause it. There it's like go. watching four episodes. Just watch an hour every night. You can do he it. He said he'd watch Trevor. Fellowship again, just not the extended one. And I don't know if I can do that. <laughs> okay. We just watched Fellowship <sighs> extended version last year. But you don't remember <laughs> it. It was too boring. <laughs> <laughs> there was all these this parts guy. they should have cut out because it was extended. Nope. <laughs> That's wrong. <laughs> That's wrong. I don't agree with that at all. What Peter Jackson needs more than anything is someone to tell him no. Maybe for the Hobbit fo- films. Yes, but not for the, but the original Rings trilogy films. is. Yeah, perfection. Have stuff. we said everything we had to say? Is that, is that all? Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything that I was thinking of that I was angry the about. I think CGI I got. It was horrible. <laughs> mm. There's a lot of CGI that was pretty bad, but there's some pretty pretty good. I did not care I for, I didn't care for the Numenorians. I'm just gonna say it. I, no. I enjoyed Numenor, like what you said, but I did not care for them. I did not care for their no. their characters or their clothing. 
They were just dressed like Romans. <laughs> yeah, it looked like it was the Romans. Yeah, but it looked like Romans that like had felt on, like they were made out of like Muppets. I'm like, I don't know who designed these costumes, I, but they use cheap fabric. I just that wish they'd gone clean. into why the Numenorians hate elves now. <sighs> yeah. They just kind of talk around it. But they, they just talk about, about it. The I why. mean, they just threw it in there, right? Like, I'm sure, like, I could read about it, but I'm like, okay, but the, the, obviously, like, the elves raised Numenor out of the sea as a gift mm-hmm. to the Numenorean people. And then the Numenorians are like, well, we hate you now. Go away. Never come back. Like, I, if somebody had raised my home out of the ocean, I would probably be like, thank you. Visit whenever you want. Please do not sink our island into the ocean. <laughs> it was like a thousand years ago, though. And now, just think of all the things that happen over the course of decades like the race of man is just the worst it is the worst and so <laughs> they'll just come up with reasons to hate everyone else i mean we've that's seen true. that in every form yeah, you possibly could they're just always the worst especially you know what they're the freaking descendants or the ancestors of gondor and the people of gondor are just the worst they are just bad <laughs> so there you go i don't know i, I should have cared for them more at least though yeah, I I, I agree with you, Prague. I, there was no character that I was really invested in at all. I mean, I, I enjoyed like Arindir. Like, I like that character because he's, a, he's yeah. a badass elf. But I just didn't really care about the character. <laughs> I was like, it was I, cool when he's on screen, but that was about I it. I liked Elendil. That's who I like. Because I'm like, oh, the future king of yeah. Gondor. <laughs> I liked when it was over. That was my favorite <laughs> part. <laughs> it ended. Uh, and I was like. We can watch something else now. And we are. We are. We're watching a show that feels like it's an hour long, or it feels like it's 30 minutes long. And it is 30 minutes long? Yeah, it goes real, a I lot know. happens. It feels like there's an hour worth of content in 30 minutes. There we go. I know I what show you're talking right. about, and I agree. <laughs> so, yeah. We'll, we'll talk about that podcast. maybe eventually. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we can actually talk about that one. But yeah, that's all I have on this show. It's it's fine. I'm sure that I know there's people that do love this show, and some people really really do care about it. So good, good job. Good Shout you. out to those people. I I'm wish I was one of those people. Honestly, yeah. Yeah. like I, I mean, I don't so hate badly. this. Yeah, I definitely. It's not yeah. Dune. Yeah, yeah so who cares? <laughs> that's what Michelle said when I was really <laughs> complaining about the middle of this, and she said it's at least it's not Dune, and I was like, at least Dune was only three hours. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. This is like a long, this is an extended version of Dune. No. At least it doesn't doesn't have Timothy Chalamet in it. I don't care about him. Exactly. Uh, (laughs) Doesn't it? There you go. That should be the tagline for this, I guess. At At least least there's no Timothy Chalamet. (laughs) (laughs) No, honestly, like, I am, I'm intrigued by what they do with season two. I felt like season one was so much unnecessary setup. That they yes. didn't have to do. It's the same thing with House yes. of the Dragon. Was the same way. Where the whole season was just unnecessary setup for what people actually wanted to watch the show for. But so we'll see. Maybe season two will be better, or they'll get new writers, or I know they already recast okay. a character. So oh. and then I know they cut the budget, and they're not filming. And they're not filming location. New Zealand. So <laughs> so that's promising. Always promising. <laughs> season two is looking good. Yeah. <laughs> I think the worst part the show has going for it is that the movies exist mm-hmm. and that it also came out as the same time as House of the Dragon. Like, House mm-hmm. of the Dragon is simply oh, yeah. a better show. And yeah. that it has two comparisons it fails at. 
And that's really tough to survive. Fair point. Well, it did well enough that they're still making a season two. They they greenlit the season before it aired. Oh. (laughs) They They bought the rights to Lord of the Rings. And they're going to use them. (laughs) Yeah. No, uh, Tolkien Estate essentially turned down more money from Netflix because Netflix was like, they had 10 different projects they planned for the Lord of the Rings IP. And they're like, whoa, calm down. We don't want that much. That's, that's too much. And so Amazon, they're like, here's our single show. And they're like, yeah, this is boringly crap. We'll green light that. <laughs> I think that's the worst part, is that the Tolkien Estate greenlit this project. This is great. I don't know how much <laughs> they knew about it or how much of a hand they played in it or... Because clearly it wasn't about money. <laughs> no, what, that's what's so weird. It was about the integrity of the property, which I felt like wasn't I guess, upheld. Yeah, it's like... Uh, and not in the way of all the freaking whiny... When you make the layers thinner and thinner, like in the Mickey Christmas Carol, where he's cutting off the bread and there are these little tiny slivers for Tiny Tim. Mm-hmm. They didn't want to do that to the Lord of the Rings IP. It's like butter spread across too much toast. Nice. Nicely said, both of you. That was a Thank good you. reference. <laughs> <to> <laughs> Bilbo Baggins says that. (laughs) So, everyone, let us know what you thought of Rings of Power. Is it better than The Hobbit? Is it better than the original trilogy? Is it the best Lord of the Rings thing? Is it the best (laughs) fantasy show ever? Let us know. (laughs) Are we completely off base? (laughs) Maybe. Until next time, we hope you enjoy, and we'll talk to you next time. Frog out. Bye.